1: Vibram. It's another great day for wellness and this is Bones bringing the packs of F3 Nation the latest strategies and tips to accelerate their king and optimize their queen. Health is a journey and requires you to take a proactive approach on a daily basis. Knowing exactly what to do and how to do it will help you achieve it faster. Each week, we are going to be interviewing the leading health and wellness experts, sharing inspiring stories from the packs, and diving into the latest research to help you optimize your health. So get ready as we embark on your hunt for wellness. Well, welcome back to another edition of the Hunt for Wellness podcast. This is Bones, uh, aka Dr. Tunis Hunt. And uh Folks, I am super excited to be back on the airways this week, as well as our special guest. And uh, our special guest came to me through a a previous guest, actually, of the show, a friend of the show, uh, Mr. Sneaker uh, out of Katy, Texas. And uh, he said, hey, listen, I got some high impact men I want to introduce you to. And um, I had an opportunity to have a conversation with our guest today. And uh, just absolutely was blown away with some of the things that he personally has experienced and some of the things that he had to overcome as an individual, as a PAX member, as a, uh, as a husband, and uh, just wanted him to have an opportunity to share his story. So I know you guys are in for a real treat today to, to listen to Uh, what he has to say and everything that he's going to bring to the table. But uh, without further ado, I want to introduce our special guest. I have none other than Luis Rodriguez, uh, as well as from Katy, Texas. Uh, His F3 name is Vibram. Welcome to the show, my friend.
0: Well, thank you, Bounce. Appreciate that. That introduction is too big for me, Uh, and I'm a short guy, so I appreciate that. (laughs) Humble for your words. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, my, my pleasure, my friend. Uh, like I said, I've really enjoyed our previous conversation, and I'm looking forward to today's show and what you're going to bring to the packs and and really kind of uh, the the knowledge and the real world experience. Really, is is what most of us resonate with. So I appreciate that. But before we dive into all those details and some of the things that you're going to share today. Let's let's learn about your little history with F three. Um, you know, a you know where you post typically, um, why the name Vibrant, and how did you get involved?
0: Well, um, for lack of a better word, uh, I guess that history is very colorful. So um, I started F three in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, it was twenty twenty, and uh, I recently had to change, you know, started to change careers, and I was in, the, in, in, in limbo, right? Uh, I'm a mechanical engineer by degree and spent about 20 years on the oil field, and the projects that I had lined up for 2020 and 2021, they were completely canceled and, and, and suspended, so I had to do something. Um, one of my best friends is a Texas stage trooper and he's always been on my case like hey you, you should be a texas state trooper you speak spanish you speak english you're you're fit you this and you that and so um he came over one day and he uh, you know my wife was in the conversation and my wife was like look uh, as always blessed to have a wife that supports all my shenanigans she was like you know if you're gonna do it you know this is the time because there's no jobs out there and you know you can you can do it. So I was coming off of a big depression and anxiety wave. I, I like to call them waves because they're not seasons, they're waves. So I was you know, trying to get from the undercurrent of uh, depression and anxiety, and I started training again just to get ready for Texas uh, State Trooper Academy. So I dive back into fitness, which I completely lacked uh, for months before. So, um, you know, and I, and I suffer from an acute um, Pogo 40 syndrome. So uh, I gained some weight. I was, you know, depressed and was anxious. So I started working out really heavily and I was looking for a way to make some money, right? So um, I bought me a plate carrier from Go Ruck. Uh, it was pretty affordable, right? And I'm like, okay, well, I can put some weight in this. And I've been rocking since 2015, but with bricks. So I had my six bricks. Uh, wrapped and, you know, rocking with bricks. Uh, and as a lone wolf, he and Katie, nobody rocked with me. I, I had not nobody to rock with. So I had to go to Houston, which is about 35, you know, minute drive. So uh, doing that on my own, you know, I have had a garage gym, you know, the, a lot of details that, uh, you know, the people that know me, uh, you know, they know about. So I have a full functioning garage gym um, that once the time, you know, I, I used to train a lot of people in there. And that's how I trained my new, you know, my friend Texas State Trooper to become a State Trooper and pass the test and stay fit for the six months of Trooper Academy. So anyways, really back in, I, I'm i like, okay, I'm going to buy me that plate carrier and I'm going to buy a plate. So I look at the plate prices uh, on the go Rook and I'm like, man, I cannot, I cannot afford for a dumb piece of steel that amount of money, right? It's too, too expensive. So what I did is since the drawings are open source, I... You know, my mechanical engineering background, I got the drawings. I got my friends that have, you know, plate cutters and plate and everything in Houston. And I made me a set of all the plates they carry on the catalog. And they came out so good and so dirt cheap at the time because steel prices are completely out of the hook right now. Um, and I made a full and I, and I put it on Facebook Marketplace. I'm like, I'll see what happens with my new plates. You know, let's see if I get some, you know, some bites. So I put them out there. I put some pricing, and I was charging with a profit. I think like a dollar a pound, or a dollar twenty-five a pound. It went nuts. I started shipping plates nationwide. Okay, so I was competing against Goruck, and they sent me a cease and desist letter. (laughs) letter that said, "Yeah, the owner, the 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 wife of the owner of of Goruck." uh, she sent me an email say, Hey, it's okay that you sell the place. just don't use the word go ruck anywhere. Your drawings, you need to drop the go ruck brand. We don't want you to confuse our our, our customers. And I'm like, okay, well, if that's the only, you know, condition, then you know, thank you for letting me compete. So I started to say selling place like crazy. So that's when the all that background is because I was doing that and I started training on my own. But then I started getting messages on Facebook, direct messages, hey, you ruck are you and Katie, you sell the plates, you know, from three guys? So it was KY, which is Chris Shorrell. It was uh, Robin Hood, which is uh, Mark Wolf. And it was Tim Smith, which is uh, Prince, right? So all three from Katie. Well, it just happened to be that those guys started an OTB called the Spigot. And at the time, all they did was rock and sandbag and mace workouts and, and here and there. So they started eh me on Facebook, and they don't mention F3. They go the ruck angle. And I'm like, all right, so, you know, finally some ruckers on Katie. So, yeah, I make the plays, and I live here. And they're like, look, you live like three-quarters of a mile from where we work out. Why don't you come one day, you know, 5 a.m.? I'm like, 5 a.m.? I mean, I like that. Okay, let's go. So I show up fully geared up to do a 10-mile run. You know, my plates and my rug and my sandbag and, you know, my boots and everything. Right? And they look at me first. They When I come in, they look at me like, where's this guy coming from? What, what, what the hell is going on here? So I'm like, well, you said we're going to rock. Let's, let's go. Let's rock. So it, we did an HDT workout, heavy drop, and I loved it. I never heard of heavy drop before. Uh, and then I loved the workout. It was very challenging. I was getting back on track. And after that, you know, we did a circle of trust and, they, and then F3. And I'm like, this is so weird. What is this? The circle of trust. What is this? Were we praying after a workout? What the hell is going on? So I had a lot of. Um, I didn't trust what was happening. I didn't like anything. Uh, they were like a marking, and I'm like, WTF is a marking? It's a push up. What are you talking about? And I was calling out people in the workout and. You know, some of them laugh at it. Some of them didn't like it because, you know, what are you doing? It's a squat. What, what are you doing? It, you have to break the 90, the replay. The, you know, you're, you're doing it wrong. What is that? You know, keep form. I was like all that on my first workout. So uh, now we talk about it, we all laugh. But, you know, some people didn't like it. Some people loved it. So basically, you know, um, and I started posting regular. So, you know, posting, 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 really getting super deep into the fitness side and uh, getting back into nutrition you know, taking, and I I was able to do, you know, three works out uh, a day. I was doing double downs. I was doing the beat down. And then I was doing, you know, two more pieces in the afternoon. Uh, I was rowing, I have a rower and I love concept two. And, you know, coming from a cross street background, I wrote a lot and then step challenge, you know, all of that was awesome. So, you know, but at, at the same time, I didn't understand what F3 was. Okay. The only thing that I knew is I got a couple of people that share interest with me. I've been a long wolf for so much, for, for so long. Um, I didn't need a circle of trust. I didn't need a, 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 a shield log. I didn't need any of that, okay? Uh, because I always dealt with stuff on my own, right? Uh, and I didn't believe in F3. I was like weirdos with the circle of trust and, and the weirdos with all the names and this book, Free to Lead. I'm not going to read that crap. I mean, come on. And all I care was, I'm going to go in to smoke him. I'm, I'm just coming to smoke everybody. I'm eating the cue. And if the cue is a crap, I'm going to get on him about form. Don't cue it if you cannot do it. So that, that, that was my approach. Okay. So I had a lot of support on one side and I had a lot of pushback from other side. And uh, language, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like the Gary V on F3, you know, like I drop F-bombs like crazy and, and, and I have no problem with that. And that's the way I talk. So that was my introduction to F3. And that was, I guess, their introduction to to me. Right. Uh, coming from, you know, the background of coaching and and, and and et cetera, et cetera. So. Um,
1: so why? The, uh, so why the name Vibram? The name Vibram came
0: because we were discussing Onnit, which is a company fund, uh, that it was founded by uh, Joe Rogan and, and this other guy that it came into conversation. His name is Aubrey Marcus. Aubrey Marcus, uh, he was uh, the marketing uh, brain behind the fleshlight. So if you don't know what a fleshlight is, look it up. So every. He got really famous. Then he got with Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan and him started this company on it in Austin. And I've been following on it from uh, early on. I became a trainer, a certified training with them, et cetera, et cetera. But Aubrey Marcus we- wears on his training videos, he wears the five finger shoes. And from the first time I saw somebody with a five finger shoes back in the day, they started coming out. I am a firm believer that if you wear those on public, you are a douchebag <laughs> so <laughs> i was trash talking aubrey marcus like the entire workout because you talk about on it and blah blah blah, you know so but at the same time i wear the injinji socks which are the five finger injinji socks because they're great for rucking and they're great for long running i mean they they they, they help me keep my feet super healthy right so uh we finish the workout and i take my shoes off and i'm wearing the Gigi socks and tater shout out to tater who was like ah you are a douchebag so they call me vibram which i hated it but you know i guess we embrace it now so that's where the name vibram comes up
1: god yeah yeah no no i love it and that's classic f3 uh um hazing there uh you know you find that one thing that guy dislikes or, or is challenged by, and then that's exactly what you make them embrace. And so that's great. And, you know, I appreciate you kind of diving into a little bit about that background and and your story leading up to your first post, because it sounds like, uh, you know, lack of better term, you were kind of blindsided by what F3 was. You kind of came in completely blind as far as what you were getting into. It sounded like you were expecting you know a a typical ruck club experience where guys are just showing up who are are enthusiastic about rucking and then you learn that there's this whole culture uh behind what these guys were doing up there outside of just the ruck and workout itself and you know um it's a lot to swallow i I can completely understand you know you taking a back especially if you weren't pre-warned what you're getting into you know a lot of times when we eh guys and and listeners, this might be a good lesson. Or when we each eh guys, it it might you know serve them well if you give them a little bit of background of what they're getting into to some degree as far as you know the vernacular, the nickname, and and whatever. So, um, but obviously you stuck with it. Uh, you, you, you're you're well adapted into it. I know you mentioned. You know, the, the initial thought of not needing a shield lock and your lone wolf and kind of the mantra that you had was, I'm going to go and show up and, and show these guys who's the real king um, versus, you know, that servant leadership that uh, all of us try to adapt at some point as we we, we get more mature into this thing. So um, anyway, obviously you stuck with it, but your your story is pretty colorful, Um you know, outside of F3, outside of kind of what you've been experiencing, and, and one of the things that I learned about you is that you just completed um, the 75 hard. And many of the listeners will be familiar with 75 hard because we've talked about it in some degree in previous uh, episodes. Uh, I've had some other guests on the show that had uh, done it, and we talked about it, and we we dabbled about it. I know that there's groups in F3 in regions that will, um, choose all to do it together because we found that having accountability and people, uh, with that. So I'm going to have you, um, maybe share a little bit about that experience for you, uh, as far as what, what that 75 hard, uh, did and, um, kind of the lessons you learned. You mentioned CrossFit, you mentioned, um, your gym. So walk us through that whole process because it sounds like you, you lost your job or lost your projects you had to kind of pivot you were going to be this state trooper and uh i i'm aware that you're not a state trooper because obviously something happened there so kind of walk us through some of those challenges that you've had in the last couple years and then we can kind of circle back to the 75 hard and what that's done for you recently
0: yeah yeah definitely so um as any other human being uh specifically Uh, as a guy that identifies himself as a male um, we have demons that we have to uh, you know fight off all the time right to keep us on the rails to keep us being you know that that support in your family your tribe like I like to call my tribe I have a I live with four women at home uh, five women at home I have my wife my three daughters and my mother-in-law which I love all of them um and, and, and I'm the only guy, right? So I have demons and I never show how ver- vulnerable I am to them uh, because I grew up in South America. So, you know, you don't cry and you are the man. So, you know, that's a, a macho mentality, right? So um, – When I I went into, I ventured into the gym world, and I uh, tried to buy for about two and a half years uh, across the gym, I put all my chips in. Like I left the old field uh, in 2018, 2019, and I was like, look, I'm going to put all my chips here, I cashed my 401k, I started making payments, and I had a a safety net uh, of some sorts, already had the garage going, and the garage experience helped me to take that leap, Cause I used to have in my garage, like, uh, like 50 athletes that in, and, in, in, and out. Right. So I was like, I understood the business better. So I got into that venture. I put all my chips in my wife, completely supportive. I'm like, you know, and, uh, I lost it all. The panties, everything. So I kept my garage gym. I didn't take any of the equipment in there. Right. Uh, which it was a great move because when the pandemic went, uh, I was able to sell off most of my garage gym, the overflow equipment, because I had like equipment to run classes up to like 10 people, right? So I had a lot of overflow. So I sold most of it and kept the the equipment that I liked for my wife and I and some friends and whoever wants to come. And then uh, it sold pretty well and pretty fast. So I was able to survive, you know, some more cash. So what happened with the State Trooper Academy Academy was, of course, failing Failing at at my venture got me depressed and anxious. So depression and anxiety hits everybody different, and it makes me hungry. I cope with food, and uh, you know, and and I love food. So if you are a guy that loves food, right, and God gets off the rails with depression and anxiety, the only coping mechanism is eating. Imagine the, uh, caloric deficit, there's none. Okay. It's just a caloric overflow. Right. Um, and I'm five, six, so I'll gain, I mean, I, and I have a, you know, I understand how my body works and I know that if I smell a biscuit or anything that is processed, I gain four pounds just by smelling it. Right. So, you know, it's a downward spiral. So depression, anxiety hits me super hard. I don't want to know anything about working out. I start gaining weight like crazy. Um, and then uh, you know, I start getting back on the rails when I, I have a tendency when I have a goal, you know, it's always a, I'm trying to stagger goals. And then when I hit those goals, that helps me stay on the rails, right? Um, that's what I've been doing on. My own. So I had the goal of State Trooper Academy, I started working out super hard. But then the uh, pandemic had everything closed down. So my degree has never been A B E T accredited in the US because they all feel the oil field companies, since they're international the HR department calls my university what I got the degree and that's all they need. Okay. Yeah. He had, there's the grades and this, this, they send you some information. Boom. My degree is accredited within the company, within the corporation. But when I'm, I'm working with the government now, uh, the DOT needed that and the third party company and the university back down in South America, everything was shut down because of the pandemic. There was no communication and the paperwork I had, which showed the proof was, uh, I already, I opened the envelopes and they had to be closed envelope. I mean, it's a whole different thing. So at the end I was called in, I was accepted to the Academy, but my invitation got revoked because I didn't show proof of my degree. So guess what? I got depressed back then with the failing on the, on the business. And then I got in the middle of, you know, we're talking about uh, July, 2020. I'm deep into F3 working out three times a day. Boom. I got that hit again. So I don't know what I'm going to happen. I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, I had a plan B, submitted a bunch of applications, you know, opened 300 applications in the old field, nothing, not even one call. So all of that, it's, it's depressive. Um, you know, for me, maybe some people have, you know, different depression triggers, but that depressed me real quick and anxiety hits in. So I I'm, I'm focusing on F3, in the sense of the workouts and i'm in the middle of a step challenge uh, shout out to full house it was a step challenge whoever made uh, more steps in august uh, or july and august he had two prizes a phoenix uh, 5x or a pair of shoes and uh, at the end of the day i won the shoes <laughs> so it was, it was pretty tight it was three of us on the on the uh, on the you know, we did like a million steps. One guy did a million something. I did like nine hundred thousand steps. It was crazy. So, anyways, um, you know, I get the press again, but I had a plan C. It was getting to real estate. So, I wanted to be a, either a realtor, and then I learned about becoming a mortgage loan originator. So, anyways, I took the mortgage loan originator route, and in January I started a new job. So this past
1: January, is that what you're saying?
0: Uh, no, 2021. Okay. So I started 2021 on the on the on the new job. Very anxious, not depressed, but very anxious because now I'm 200 pounds. I feel indestructible. You know, uh, I've been running like crazy, rowing like crazy, lifting like crazy. I, you know, I feel great. Now I want it to be 180, 190, which is the the weight that I, you know, mentally want to be at. Right. So I start the new job. The job is completely in an office and i haven't been in an office in years and instead of posting or doing three times a day workouts i was doing like one or twice when i had a chance now of course, the mental aspect of being super tired at the end of the day you know it's difficult to get a second workout and if you didn't but get you the first one in the morning
1: i got you go so ahead. you're saying three workouts in a day or three jerks in a week three was in a day oh well that's pretty impressive by itself
0: yeah yeah i And I was used to that, you know, I did that through 2020, you know, all the time. And then in 2021 hits, I'm barely doing one because I'm tired all day long after work, right? So it's hard to get the second piece in. I call them pieces. That's a CrossFit term. You know, how many pieces you did? I did three pieces. Oh, that's good. So anyways, uh, I start and then weight starts creeping in. And April hits. And then uh, we got grow rock. So, a couple of things happen here, right? Um, Grow Rook happens, and uh, I go there. We go to San Antonio. It's 120 packs. I meet uh, Dark Helmet. I meet Dread. uh, I meet Slaughter. You know, it's pretty cool, right? So, at this point in time, I'm not 100% in F3 belief wise. I'm getting the hang of it, but I'm still the same mentality is right there. Like, I'm here to smoke people, and I'm here to. You know, just I was thinking more about me, which is where the shift happened in Goruck because I've done Rock events before, and I understand that Goruck is not about you. It's you know, it's, it's not never about you. But you know, this this was different. So I go into Goruck and um, I go injured. I had a hip injury from a from a, a previous event within December called Mumble Chatter. Uh, shout out to Trojan and Rewatch that put together some great events. So. Um, I go injured into this, uh, expectation is, I don't know. I'm just going to write it out. So I go to grow rock. It's awesome. I want to quit like four or five times during the event. Dread look at me once because I went to talk to him I don't know if I can do it. I'm injured. I'm, I'm like about to drop. But what happened was that one guy gave me platoon leadership just without being from the cadre. You know, he just like, it was one of the, he was a platoon leader at that time. And he comes back and tells me, no, I need you to be a platoon leader. Uh, and he just, you know, goes into the line and he just drops that on me. I don't know what to do, but just to keep going. Right. So we finished the evolution and I go and they call for platoon leaders and I go to dread and shredder and all, you know, the cadres. And I go talk to him and say, look, this is what happened. So I thought I was going to be either, you know, sent out, like dropped from the exercise or PT pay we PT. Right. Cause you don't do that. You cannot drop your leadership position like that and hand it over to another PACS. So you have to go to the cadre. you have to go through the, you know, it's through, through the, uh, through the ranks. Anyways, I didn't quit because of the responsibility I was given and I finished grow rug. So, and I say those details because there's a trend there from where I'm at right now. So I finished grow rug and it completely changed me. Uh, the Grow school, you know, the whole, the whole weekend was life-changing. I understood why I need to post. I understood, um, why it's not about me. I understood all of those concepts. It took me almost a year, right? So we're talking about April, 2021, right? When I understood all that. So I dived into a three full passion, you know, let's do this. Right. So, you know, I started doing that and, uh, Anxiety was there after that, right? Still, still, still. I mean, it's a tough job. I've never done MLO before. It's extremely stressful, extremely difficult. Um, hardest job I've ever done in my life. Anyways, uh, come August, I'm about 220 pounds. So 20 pounds I've crept in and I get COVID. I get COVID and it puts me 14 days into a room and in my own house. So I'm a prisoner in my own house. Uh, you know, my wife is putting uh, food on the door. Everybody's wearing a mask, you know, it, it's still early, um, uh, on the, uh, you know, understanding the pandemic and everything. But anyways, 14 days, awful, awful. I come out and there's a launch and I want, I go to the launch like a month later, like in s- I want to say late August, like two de- two weeks later. And I've only done a couple of assault bike workouts just to check, check on my, on my lungs and I'm dying. I'm dead, but I go to the uh, launch and I do the double down and I almost die in the double down on a run. It was five, a 5k. And then I stay on the launch just with a whistle when they change stations. Right. And I felt awful. I fell into depression because the way that I try to perform was not up to par. It's not what I'm used to right? I'm not a runner. I hate running, but if we're going to run a 5k, uh, you'll be, you'll be, you know, damn right. I'm going to be under half an hour. You know, if we're going to do, you know, something, you know, I am very competitive and I'm going to put my heart on it. Right. So I go into depression. I shut down. I don't post again. So between September and January, I post very seldom. And I'm ghosting F3. And I'm eating like crazy. January rolls in. I'm about 240 pounds, uh, depressed, anxious. You know, I don't know what to do. I start back at work. Uh, I get packs sending me messages outside of my shoe lock, uh, packs that are like, hey, when are you coming out? We need you. Um, you know, they tell me things like, man, uh, we have so many vibranisms. We need you because you, you still, we're still doing the stuff that you like, you know, sprinkle on the, on the, uh, on the BDs or anything. So I feel like, man, this is, this is crazy. I never felt in that, you know, that I was impacting anybody. Okay. I never felt it because I was always about me. Right. I was not about when I realized that in April and I started making it about the packs and not about me. Well, apparently I, I – I, and I'm humble about it, but, I, you know, it's, it's hard for me to say. Apparently I was making impact on some of the packs. Um, be, and and th- there's a little detail I, I forgot to uh, add. Before the pandemic, I did a tour, and I, I was preaching the Grow Rock gospel. So I was, there was a PT test that we did after, like, eight hours of rucking, and, and it was pretty tough. It was 150 burpees run a mile 50 burpees run a half a mile and it had to be with a time hack of like 30 minutes and I was injured and I was tired it was like 3 a.m and then cadre shredder comes to me and says you are on a leadership position you have to be top three if not I'm gonna drop you and you're gonna pay with more PT so it puts me in a spot right and I can't let down my platoon so I completely go balls to the wall in this workout and I have Dark Helmet on my, he was on my platoon and he was like right on my tail the whole workout. And I was like, he was, and actually I finished third. So I was like, I was able to get away with it, but Dark Helmet was right behind me, like, you know, biting my heels. Right. So it was, it was a good time. So anyways, the trend here is like, when I get somebody to put me on a responsibility for other people, like my mindset changed completely, right? And it, it's not something I'm searching for. It's just something I realized after a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, thinking about things. Like you know, like I'm analyzing what happened. I'm trying to look for something. I guess it's maturity. You know, as you get older, you start thinking about things and what impacts and seeing a trend and trying to identify. You know, so when I started in January 2022. And I'm depressed after all of this happened. I'm not up to par. I'm not working out. My lungs are not there. You know, I am I check out. So I sent a, a message to my shoe lock and I say, guys, long wolf in this thing. I am extremely depressed. I don't know what to do. I have to work on this on my own. And I got a lot of pushback. Like, you cannot do it on your own. You should, you know, not do it on your own. You, you need the shoe lock to help you, right? So I understood that. But I said, okay, I'm just going to check in with you guys every so often, but I need to work on my own. So I spent those three months trying to self-help, right, uh, with my wife and my kids, uh, concentrated on, on, on the job uh, and, and trying to get out of that hole. I call it a hole. You know, I go into that hole. And I, um, So when I have gotten vulnerable on, on the COT before, the way I describe it is, I'm in this cave as a lone wolf. And when F3 got into my life, uh, packs started punching holes on the cave and light started coming in. So it made a big difference in my life, right? But at that time I wasn't that whole. And even though I had little holes putting light through it, I just couldn't get myself out. I was like, man, uh, this is hard. Um, in 2020, I try, in 2021, In 2020, I tried 75 hard with the packs when I was like doing three, three works a day and everything. And I was like, what are the requirements? So they gave me the requirements. I'm like, okay, cool. But I didn't read the book. I just go through the requirements and I hate take selfies. So my demise was a selfie. I failed about a dozen times and I was pissed. So this time around, I was looking for what to do and, um, I remembered on, on the first wave of depression, my wife helped me. And another thing that helped me a lot was uh, listening to the audiobook of Can 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 Break Me from um, David Goggins. And the audiobook is very special because David Goggins comes every after every chapter and gives a commentary, like a podcast interview, or after every, every chapter. And that helped me a lot. Uh, that time. And this time I said, you know what, I'm going to buy the book for 75 hard. I'm going to read it. And then let's see if I can do this. And I chose April the 1st. So I'm like, okay, April Sue. So I'll start it. You know, I just turned 44 in March. Uh, let's do this. So I read the book and I understand, or I understood, I got it. I'm like, okay, this is more of a mental challenge. This is like, I'm going to get my mind hard. And I'm going to harden my mind and I'm going to slap that inner bitch faster, you know, in the, in the, in the mouth every time. I'm not going to let that inner bitch not even open the mouth because I, as soon as I see her, I'm going to start, you know, winding up for the slap. So that was my attitude after reading the book. And I called out nature and my uh, loud mouth issues that I have. I called out everybody that did 75 or thought they did 75 hard back when we tried in 2020. I'm like you guys never nobody did it if you go by the standards nobody did it at the same time and this is where the analyzing and going back um trends was first f for the KD region and he was talking to me like look i think um you could be good at first f for the region but i never been in AOQ. i just you know was a, a q or I've I've queued before, but I never had a responsibility above being a queue. And Prince was like, man, uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm always offshore. I don't have the time. I think you should take, consider this. And before that, I was offered an AOQ for a great AO. Shout out to the station. And LiftKit was like, man, you should uh, become my AOQ. I think we could be a a great, you know, uh, for this uh, AO. That AO has thrived, has split it twice. I mean, it's incredible AO. And um, and I'm like, man, I don't know if I can be your AOQ. Uh, I don't think so. And then Camo, which is our uh, region Nantan, he was like, man, um, you could be the AOQ, but I we have other plans for you. We want to do this first F with you. And I'm declined to lift kid. I hope he didn't, I didn't hurt his feelings. Uh, we're, we're, you know, he's one of my, he's one of my, uh, one of my uh, VIPs, but then um see this they gave me other responsibility and I kind of volunteered at the end of the day uh, but I I love to serve so when they gave me that I analyzed it and I'm like okay well what is this first step oh it's you know the standards around the region okay let's go so I did de- I did the uh, I, I took it so it helped me because now I have a responsibility on top of just feeling like I need to go there for them and not about me now I have a responsibility a bigger responsibility, much bigger than me, which is the region.
1: Right? Yeah, man. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take a break for a minute because I really appreciate uh, everything that you've uh, said up to this point, and uh, I kind of let you kind of keep going because I wanted you to kind of get the whole story out uh, for the most part, so that we can maybe you know dive back into a few hot spots there. But the overall theme that I'm grabbing based on the information that you're sharing is. Kind of these evolutions that many people go through. In fact, I just heard a, a podcast, uh, I think it was the 43 feet guys talking about, you know, are you in F3 for life? And it's this idea that, you know, unfortunately guys, they'll dip their toe in the water with F3 and they'll jump out. They'll, they'll even maybe be part of F3 and even in previous leadership roles. And then for whatever reason, you know, they get cooled down or, or get out of that role. And then they don't know, what that next step is for them. And, and then they may stop posting. And this, I think we all as men have something inside of us that tells us that we can do it by ourselves. I mean, I think innately, we think that we're capable of, of, of achieving anything that we put our minds to and we don't need help. And it sounds like that was some of those inner demons that you were playing with over the course of the last couple of years, uh, as far as kind of getting involved and the not getting involved. And then, um, you know, kudos to the guys in your region for st- sticking with it and and keeping after you because I think that's a good lesson for all of us to think about and, 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 and know because if you're in F3 long enough, you're going to see guys go through that same cycle that you just did, which is they get involved and they back off, they get involved and back off. And then some guys that you haven't seen, it's more of a reason to start reaching out to them and because to your point, I think there's guys sitting around waiting for maybe some responsibility, maybe waiting to kind of uh, be put in a position where they feel purposeful again, and maybe that will relight that kindle or that fire, if you will, um, to to get involved. So I think you touched on a lot of underlying themes there with, with, with your own personal journey and your personal story. I also appreciate the vulnerability and the transparency as far as the failure that you had with the 75 hard the first time you did it and how not understanding the true why behind it made a huge difference on whether or not you were successful. And and you can, you can kind of dive into it in a second here as far as what made this last bout of it even more successful for you. But I think that's a, a, that's a truism for most people in in anything in life. Uh, If you don't have a compelling why if you're doing something, I mean, almost all of us fail, uh, over and over again. And that's just, you know, to your point if or, or if the motives not correct, you know, if you're just doing it to do it, or you're doing it to show somebody else, or if you're doing it for selfish reasons and not as a servant, uh, I think sometimes that's also a, a good way of, uh, of not achieving those goals that you want to achieve. So, I mean, again, uh, sounds uh you had a colorful last couple years yet here you are accelerating first half of your region just completed this incredible challenge and you know a better man for it you mentioned the challenge 75 hard so just for clarity standpoint um will you just quickly um, go over the requisites of what someone doing the 75 uh, hard challenge does on a day-to-day basis?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, definitely I chose this for uh, selfish reasons uh, because it was my mental health that needed a reboot. And when I read the book and I understood that that change can come from within, so the water purifies your body, the workouts get you fit, so you get like from inside out changes, right? So that's, you know, what I was getting from it. And and Andy Frisella, who puts together this challenge or this program, I'm sorry, because it's not a challenge, but the, when he puts this program, he describes slapping the inner bitch day in and day out. Right. So, you know, that's, those are the things that really got to me and like touched ba- home and I'm like, okay, this is what I need. And I decided. So I sat down with my wife, I explained to my wife and my kids to an extent, like what i am about to embark? And, it were, you know, I got buy-in from everybody and and plenty of support. So uh, when you read the book, the it tells you, you know, li- literally that 75 Heart is a transformative mental toughness program, Okay. And it makes sure that you understand that it's not a workout program. It is not a fat diet and it's not a challenge. And that there's no participation medals. There is nothing, you know, nothing outside of your mental toughness, you know, training you to have, uh, you know, what they claim that you gain from it or what Andrew Fresella claims is you gain confidence. Self-belief, self-esteem, self-worth, discipline, determination, perseverance, and and grit. So when I read all that, I'm like, okay, well, I need all of that. And this is something I need. I need better, you know, to have self-esteem because when I see myself in the mirror, depending on what version of me I see in the mirror every morning is how my day goes. So when you don't feel good about yourself, how hard it is to make everything around you feel good. You're grumpy, you're snappy, you know, uh, it's, it's really hard. And it, that was reflecting, it was very, it it was going on around on my inner circle, my wife and kids, you know, I had a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm I was, there was a meme going on on my internal group with my family and they say like, I'm a, like a gorilla that knows stuff. So all I do is snap and grump, but I know stuff, you know, like I know how to fix things. So, you know, it was a joke going on. Right. But anyways, Uh, it is not any of whatever people you think you think, Oh, it's two workouts a day. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a fitness program. No, it's not. It's, it's a mental toughness program. Okay. Um, The, whatever you have to do every day. So what are the critical tasks, which is basically a question, the critical tasks you have to do two 45 minute workouts a day. Okay. So when you dive in into the workout requirements, right, like bullet points and then sub-context, sub the two workouts need to be 45 continuous minutes. You cannot just break it down into several workouts to get the 90 minutes a day of workout. No, It has to be a 45-minute workout, and then you have to have at least three hours in between the workouts, three to four hours, okay? And then, you can, of course, you cannot break it down into several sessions or several pieces. It has to be one piece, 45 minutes, and the other second piece, 45 minutes, after three, four hours. And one of them has to be outdoors, okay? No matter the temperature, no matter the weather, nothing. It has to be outdoors. So, of course, for me, F3, outdoors, rain or shine, hot or cold, perfect. I have my first piece done. Now, how do I work out my second piece is a tough part because then, of course, it's not called 75 easy or 75 uh, cupcake, it's called 75 hard. So one of the things you need to do is manage your time, right, and, and, and if you're being selfish, which is not a basis for you to uh, fail the program, um, you have to understand that being selfish is not 75 hard. You have to have a social life you have to be present with your kids, with your wife, with your work, everything. That's why it's called 75 Hard, because you have to, have, you have to use your time effectively. So after the workouts, the other one is follow a diet. Now, the following a diet, uh, it has strict requirements and not so strict requirements. The strict requirements is you have to follow whatever diet you want to do or nutrition protocol to the T, Okay, And whatever you choose to follow, you have to follow it for 75 hearts to the T, but there's two conditions on the diet program. There's no cheat days, and there's no alcohol allowed. So whatever else you choose, which is the flexibility part, is like you choose whatever diet protocol or whatever nutrition protocol you want to follow. But the conditions of it are going to be no alcohol, no cheat days, no cheat meals. Okay, And then uh, one gallon of water a day. Uh, it don't matter how you take it. They gave you some recommendations, but one gallon of water a day. Okay, so I rounded up to four liters, because you know uh, there's, you know there's no way I, I can measure you know uh, in to get three point eight seven five liters. I mean four liters. That was my that was my tracking. Um, then you have to read ten pages a day of a book that is self help or it has to be uh, for work, for professional reasons, right? Cannot be fiction, cannot be a novel, cannot be a graphic novel, cannot be a magazine, cannot be a blog. It has to be a book. The only two conditions or the allowables are hardcover or softcover, you know, physical books or a Kindle, you know, or, or, you know, electronic reader, no audiobooks. So, the, what makes it hard is you have to prepare in advance and you have to have a list of books that you want to read that you think that are gonna, you're going to like them because if you start a book that you don't like, Sandy far Heart makes you finish that book. You have to finish the book before going to the next book and you're going to have three or four books where you read a 10-pager of this book and then you, you have a second book right there. You, you read books in, in parallel. No. One book at a time, 10 pages a day. Uh, And it has to be on those conditions, you know, self-help or non-fictional or professional, right? Um, You have to take a progress pic every day, every single day. Take a progress pic, make sure that that the picture is basically the same. That way you can see your progress, right? And, uh, of course, no alcohol and cheat meals. So those are the critical tasks that you have to go day in and day out with a normal, regular life. So that's what makes it extra hard. Because no matter what you have to get all your work in
1: yeah and the 75 is just referring to the amount of days that you do it correct
0: correct 75 is is amount of days
1: uh yeah and um you know i, I you brought up a good point that i guess I, I knew but i guess it didn't put it together or it hit me differently when you said it is that this is really a mental challenge more than anything um you know because when i first saw the list of things that are you know required to do if you will on on a day-to-day basis you know the initial thing I look at and say oh yeah I mean I I can do any of that I can do all that I can uh, because you're just looking at it from a physical standpoint you're just looking at oh I can work out a couple times a day I can you know drink some water I can make sure my you know my diet's pretty good but You know, but that's looking at it through a different lens. It's not looking at it through the lens of the mental toughness and the grit that actually is going to be required to do it for consecutive 75 days. Because correct me if I'm wrong, if you miss a single day at any point during the 75, it negates all the previous work, right? You just have to go back to zero to start over. Is that correct? Correct.
0: If you miss one of the critical tasks, boom, you're back into day one.
1: Got it. Yeah. And so that even is more strict. It's not like, well, I didn't do all of them, but I'll just make up that one tomorrow. It's if you miss one uh, at any point of the period, you have to, um, you know, start back over. I saw your book list uh, that you, it appears that you, that you read. Um, You read The Carnivore Code by Dr. Paul Saladino, The Four Agreements. Um, You read The Power of Now Course, free to lead. And then I guess the 75 Hard book, or is that just something you put in that graphic?
0: Well, so what I did is um, I prepared before day one, I read 75 Hard completely, right? And then I, I read those books on the list and then I reread 75 Hard at the end because I wanted to ensure that I was doing it right. And then one of the things that helped me go through the 75 Hard was I self imposed. Uh, a date, right? And it was, we have a second F lunch every month here in the region and a shout out to K9 that puts it together and it's a very successful uh, second F lunch every third Friday of the month. Just happens to be that when I was preparing for 75 Heart, I look at April, the fool, April fool's day, first day of April. And then the day 75 was going to be on that Tuesday lands on that third Friday second F lunch. So I called K9 and I'm like, K9, I want to do, um, I've been asked a couple of times, like, you know, well, why don't you do the second F lunch? And you're the speaker because we bring speakers to the second F lunch. That's the thing. We bring speakers to it. And that's what makes it, you know, super extra special, right? The second F. So I was like, I don't have anything to say. Well, why would you want me to do that lunch? If I don't have anything to say, right? So I talked to K9 and I'm like, look, um, I want to do that second lunch, the the second F lunch on on June. It lands right after I finish 75 Hard. But I don't want to tell I don't want you to tell anybody or put in a back blast or a pre-blast because I don't know if I'm going to finish it. But this is going to help me stay within the rails because it's something I'm I need to hit it. It's another goal. It's not only getting mentally tough, but it's okay I have this compromise. I have this hard commit to the packs to you know do this talk on uh you know three days later when I finish. So he was like, well, why are you doing this? So I explained to him about 75 hard and, and I tell him, like, look, I have inner, bit, inner bitch or inner demons that I have to slap a lot. And he looks at me straight in the eye. And I was like, you don't look like the guy that needs to slap the inner bitch every day. And I'm like, you, don't, you have no idea of the struggles. So that helped me stay really within the rails to be able to finish it, right? Um, I wanted to read the book at the end to refresh everything, make sure I did everything right, stay consistent, stay within the rails before uh, I did the presentation like three days later. So yeah, that's what I so did. Yeah,
1: that, that, so that's cool. That's, I mean, I like the idea that you you implemented those guardrails and really put that you know deadline out there because to the point we just made, had you missed a day, you know, through that process, that would have completely eliminated your ability to finish in time for that presentation. So, you know, and that's a good, I mean, that's a good tool just everyone uh, can take home, you know, when, when we have these big audacious goals to have some of these guardrails in place to help us stay accountable to them. And that's why, you know, F3 is so valuable to a lot of us anyway, is we're able to, um, you know, have shield lock and brothers in the gloom and and whomever to kind of keep us accountable to what to what we say we're gonna do. And at the very beginning of your journey, you mentioned, you know, having the conversation with your 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 M and your shorties and and really having the family buy into what you are accomplishing. Because I think that goes a long way too. I think uh as men sometimes we forget that you know our wives and our children play a significant role in what we're able and capable of doing on a day-to-day basis and so if they are have an understanding of what we're attempting to achieve and, and and um do not only can they be a great support structure but they can also keep us accountable uh, there's nothing like uh, from the mouths of babes to kind of point something out to you that you should or should not be doing and um I'm assuming at some point during this journey, they, they all probably played a significant role in keeping you on track.
0: Yeah, I uh, I had uh, KY gave me a coin, a challenge coin, uh, all about you know fighting your inner demons. And that challenge coin, I had it in my pocket for the whole. I still carry it on my on my pocket. Uh, it kept me real. My wife and kids kept me real uh, on within the rails of not being selfish. And they were like, hey what's going on? Why, you know, why are you behaving like that? And I'm like, okay, reeling back in, I'm failing. I need to be more present. I need to do this. And so my wife and kids kept me like that. And then I didn't post anything on social media or I didn't post any, I didn't tell a lot of people that I was doing it until I was like well into it as well. Like, you know, I started posting on social media, I think the last, uh, like the last month, You know, like the last 30 days, I started putting, okay, so I finished this day, I finished this day. So I was just doing that. I was like super focused. And um, if you are not present, then you're being selfish. You have to be careful because, you know, you get super hyper focused on this, on on all the tasks and nothing else matters. But I mean, I have three kids, a wife, a dog and a mother-in-law here and, and the packs because I started posting six times a week. That's brought me into the fold big time. And being first F with that responsibility, I was starting going to go every, every AO I could uh, around the region and, and make sure I was present, make sure I was there, make sure I was talking to AOQs, make sure that, you know, I was participating and, and hard commit. I never hard committed before. I, bef- before this first F uh, uh, responsibility, I never hard committed to a, a workout. I just showed up, surprisingly and i never liked to hard commit because it was like an extra layer of responsibility but now sure. it's just it's so easy right now it's so easy to hard commit that i you know i hard commit to every workout double down whatever is going on i make sure i support the queue and 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 put my hard commit in writing on on band
1: yeah, no, um, so, I, I I think that's great. And it just kind of shows the evolution of your own mental toughness and grit and, and really the purpose of the 75 hard at its core, which is to transform you into this leader that you need to be um, for yourself, for your family and your community. So, but man, I, yeah. you know, Uh, vibrant we could probably talk forever i know there's a handful of other things that you had going on that we just didn't get to uh today and that's okay um we can pick up the conversation another time but in the interest of time you know i'm gonna wrap us up for today as far as that goes um but before i kind of ask you my final question um is there um some contact info that you would like to share uh with the packs that maybe heard something today that resonated with them or maybe they're looking into the, the hard uh, 75 hard and would like to, sh- uh, you know, tackle that. You have a Twitter account, uh, social media, something that they can connect with you with.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm on Slack. So if you okay. want to find me on Slack, you can find me as Viram on Slack. Um, I don't even know if there's another Viram around, which is pretty cool, I guess. Uh, so, you know, way to embrace the F3 name, but you can find me on Slack. Um, if you are in band in the whole region of Houston, Katie, you can find me on Ban as well. My, uh, my social media is my full name, which is Luis Mario del Valle in <laughs> oh, in, uh, in Instagram. Um, Luis Mario del Valle is L-U-I-S Mario M-A-R-I-O-D-E-L-V-A-L-L-E. So from the Valley, Luis Mario from the Valley, which is my full name in Spanish. Uh, that's how you can find me on Instagram. So yeah, um, just, you know, yeah. Uh, I don't know. You want me to give my email as well? I don't know. No, no. I mean whatever. that's completely okay. up
1: to you. I mean no, oh, okay. but I, I think I think you. I think most listeners either have access to Slack or certainly they can look at you up on Instagram, uh, if if they want to kind of reach out and ask whatever questions there is. But yeah. uh, awesome, but in awesome. any case, um, before I ask this final question, I do just want to take a few seconds here and acknowledge you, Virom, and say thank you for your willingness to jump on the show today and just really share your journey and be vulnerable about the things that you were struggling with, the things that you overcome and are continuing on a day-to-day basis uh, to overcome and and really the leadership that you're showing in your region and to F3 uh, uh, overall. So I do appreciate you, man, and, and, and thank you again for all that you do in your region and for sharing your story today on the podcast. So my final question is this, what is your definition of wellness?
0: Okay, so first of all, Bones, uh, thank you for those words. I don't do well with praise. I, uh, so I'm very humble from your words and uh, some of the packs that have reached out and, and give me a lot of words of encouragement and, and how inspiring this journey has been. So I'm, I'm, I appreciate it. Um, wellness for me, um, it's a, it's a compound word because it, you know, it, I have this analogy that I always use. It's like most of us know more about how a car works than how our body works and, and we don't pay attention to hormones. We don't pay attention to food. We don't pay attention to fitness as a physical activity. We don't pay attention to the time we need to, we should spend getting some, some sunlight, the time we should be doing, uh, you know, cleaning out our sleep. And all of those factors are inside of what I think wellness is. And all of those factors are going to have an impact on your life, mentally, spiritually, and physically. Because like 75 Heart helped me from the inside out, it's the same thing for wellness for me. You have to have the physical activity. You have to have hard workouts that make you grow. If you don't have those stressors physically, your body will not change for the better and adapt. Stressors of weather, stressors, you know, temperature, like, you know, hot uh, hot and cold t- contrast training or, or therapy. It's the word. Um mentally pushing yourself all the time, doing hard things mentally as well will help you. So it's the same, like your mind is like a muscle, you put stress on it, a specific stress with a specific outcome, and then you can learn from it and get hard. So it's such a big word. And all of that is compounded on wellness. I cannot pigeonhole it into nutrition or exercise only, which is normally what people when they hear wellness the first trigger is nutrition or, or physical you know, activity. But it's so much more than that. It's, it's everything. Everything that impacts your, your inner into the outer for me as wellness. So I always keep my, try to keep my finger on the pulse and you know, listen to people that have a lot of experience. I hate the word expert. So uh, people have some expertise and some experience. I'm, I would like to die a student of everything. So, you know, and you have to apply what works for you as well. You can't you can go out preaching that, that this is a nutrition protocol you should do. No, it's not cookie cut. Everybody's different. You have to work with what it's good for you, what you feel good about. Uh, go by feel, go by, by experience, right? So that's what wellness is for me.
1: Thanks for listening to the Hunt for Wellness podcast. Please rate and review our show and be sure to share it with your F3 brothers. As always, we are looking for inspiring stories to share and health experts to interview. So if that's you, please reach out to me at bones at huntforwellness.com, on the nation's Slack at Bones, or Twitter at HFW Podcast. And until next time, this has been Bones guiding the packs of F3 Nation on their hunt for wellness.